Morning, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I think I'm dressed appropriately for this session, and no, I'm not trying to um, instill stereotypes. Oh, and I did buy this in a mail store, though I don't have to defend myself. Um, our next speaker is Hendrik Bird um, from Gay SA Radio. Together with his colleague, they're going to do a presentation for us. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, it's a very good morning to you. My name is Hendrik. I am the station manager at Gay SA Radio, Africa's only LGBTQ plus radio station. So I'm going to zip through quickly. Uh, we've got quite a, a, a lot to get through. And um, if I can, I don't know which button to press that one. No? Okay. That doesn't work at all. Ah, okay, so how, do we, uh, how did we create a successful online radio station and uh, how do we uh, make this such a wonderful thing? So like any radio station, when you start out, you need a lot of capital. So we were very lucky that we had shareholders who were very rich, who uh, contributed a lot of money to us. We went to the media development agency. They gave us a huge amount of money. The Small Business Development Corporation was very generous. They said, here's lots of money. The Department of Communication, they came to the party and said, we have millions, have a few of those. And uh, so we also approached foreign embassies and we are rich as hell. We have a shitload of money and uh, capital, of course, is very, very important. So you can't do it only with money. Obviously, you need all the licensing. So that was a bit of a process, but also not that hard. Ikasa said, here's an AM and an FM license for you. Go out and uh, talk to the world. We registered with the Broadcasting Complaints Commission. Uh, we got our SAMRO license, our SAMPRO license, and our Capasso license. And we are rigged. We are ready. We are doing so well. So we uh, recently moved into our brand new offices. As you can see, it's a four-story building. It's the latest in uh, technology. Our studios are well-rigged. Uh, beautiful studios cost us a few million rand. We've got six of these studios plus five drive studios. Um, so we are rigged. We are ready to go. Our boardroom is where all our really important uh, decisions take place. Very creative space. Lovely, huge staff. Uh, we are very blessed with a huge variety of people that represent all the LGBTQQIAP2 community. So we are all represented there, and what a wonderful family uh, we are. You might have seen our marketing campaign, our iconic billboards in Cape Town, in uh, Johannesburg, in Durban. We're all over the place. I'm sure you've seen them as you've driven past. And uh, so the great news is that in the two years that we've been going, we have a lot of listeners. We are doing so fantastically well. We have around almost 5,500 people listening concurrently. That is huge for internet and for uh, our other platforms as well. Uh, as you can see, our monthly uh, listening numbers are very high, and the average listening time is very, very long. So we are really doing well. That, of course, means that we've been able to attract lots of advertisers. We have the big names like Nike and uh, all the wonderful vodkas and the branded tackies and all those things. Um, of course, LGBT businesses are standing in a queue, and they all want to be part of this wonderful success story. And the thing that's really uh, been interesting for us is that tourism has been such a big advertiser. Uh, people think the LGBTQ plus market is obviously ripe for tourism, and so we are raking in the money there. So as you can see from our income, the first year, not so great. The second year, nah, okay. This year already, we're halfway, and we're like three quarters of the way 
of what we've done so far. So really what we're doing here at Gainsay Radio every day is we create absolute magic all the time. That's uh, uh, bullshit. Hey, yeah, I just want to apologize. Wait, what? No, it's bullshit. I just want to apologize. No, 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 no. He's saying bullshit. It's not bullshit. I just want to apologize to my station manager. He likes to pull rainbows and all kinds of interesting ideas out of his uh, mouth sometimes. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I like rainbows. <laughs> okay. But it is all bullshit. It is bullshit to think that a new comer into the industry can just get an ECASA license. It is ridiculous to think that... I'm going to stop using, I'm going to stop swearing for the podcast now. Or for now. Um, it is ridiculous that you can think that you can, in this economy, just get shareholders, especially for a niche LGBTQ plus radio station in South Africa in this economy. It is ridiculous to think that we could even do it that way. But that's what we thought. We and thought, yes, we had these wonderful ideas. We were going to get a license. You cannot get a license for AM or FM in this country. Even if you beg Stilobara, we cannot get it. Yeah, maybe you can pay a couple million, buy a license of a radio station that's failing, maybe. But where are we going to get a couple million? So starting a, a new radio station in South Africa is almost impossible. No, it is impossible. You cannot do it. There's no licenses. Uh, if you don't have big shareholders, how are you going to do it? So... We then went FTS. Yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> if we can't be part of the industry, well, fuck that shit. We're not going to be part of the industry. We're going to do it our way, which I have no idea what way that is yet. Yeah. So let's look at what we've been doing so far. So how did we actually do it? So what was wonderful is that our CEO got retrenched from his company. That was awesome for us because then he got a lovely severance package, which paid for our runnings for the first entire year, roughly. Um, MDDA said no, we had to fill out a whole bunch of forms that we couldn't have answers to. Um, Department of, uh, the oh, the Department of Communication does not support internet radio at all. Not whatsoever, so that's no. Uh, SBDC didn't give us anything. Foreign embassies did give us something. The US Embassy gave us a grant, a small grant, but that at that time was huge for us. So that was cool. So we did get some support, but not the typical method that you would expect for any So, FTS. Fuck that shit. Um, so what's wonderful is that since we can say FTS to the ECASA license, BCCSA, SAMRO, and SAMPRA don't apply to us either. Capasso, that's the one that online radio stations have to register with to broadcast. We had to get that, so we have that license. So we are a licensed online radio station. But FTS to the rest because we don't need it. So that also sets us free. We are not bound by any ICASA regulations about any music, about whatever, about whatever. We don't care what ICASA thinks. Broadcasting Complaints Commission, we don't care. People say, oh, we're going to take you there and we're going to report you. FTS, go yeah. for it. We don't really care no. because we can say whatever we want on our stream. We are not censored. Obviously, we have some parameters that we've set for ourselves. But all of that... FTS. The only thing that we really need to do is to pay digital rights. And that's what we're doing. It's 5% of your income or a minimum of 2-6 or something yeah. a year. Uh, something like that. So our licensing fees are almost nothing. So, yeah, I think you can talk about the challenges. Okay, well, so what is the biggest challenge of an internet radio station? The internet. We don't have fiber. We ha live in, a, in a, a suburb that's still waiting for fiber. Everybody around us has, but we don't. So we work on a wireless system, and that's kind of problematic. 
Um, so that's one of our biggest uh, issues. The lose, second thing yeah, is... We lose, well, we lose all our listeners the minute the internet kicks out. So yes. all these wonderful people that are listening to us all go away every day. <laughs> yeah. So once in a while, our stream cuts, we lose everybody. It takes us two weeks to get them back. So lovely challenge there. The biggest question we get asked is, what is your frequency? And we're so tired of that question, we go, the internet. There we go, that's our frequency, find us there. Um, the other big challenge is that there's no standard way of measuring internet radio. We are, measure we are using a system called Centova, which gives us certain stats. We now see there's another system in the US uh, by Triton Digital, which works in a completely different way. And uh, the next session, uh, we're going to talk with Awake Online, who is our advertising agent. And they also have a problem, and I'm sure they'll explain it, that each internet radio station reports in a different way. So there's no one standard way of, of measuring what we're doing, which is problematic yeah, so, for us. So advertisers have been a big challenge for a niche LGBTQ plus online radio station. Um, sometimes people don't want to identify with a gay radio station, even if the person who owns the business is gay, because the Christians are going to leave us. Um, so advertisers have been a bit of an interesting challenge for us. We've managed to get some. We've had, we did have tourist, two different tourism agencies or tourist-related companies advertise with us, so that was wonderful. The Department of Health has now stepped on board and doing advertising with us, which we'll speak a bit about later, which has been incredible for us. But as a whole, getting advertising revenue in, into an online radio station is incredibly difficult, if they don't even understand what it is. That is the main problem. We are talking to, for instance, Department of Health. We say, you put your uh, commercial on our live stream and we'll play it X amount of times a day, and they go, what the hell is a live stream? Where is that idea? But you've been playing this ad on our station for the last three months. No, but what is audio stream ads? Okay, so okay. hold on. <laughs> so explaining the terminology that, we, that we're using, the kind of uh, uh, platforms that we're using, it's all over their heads. They don't understand in many ways what we're trying to sell them and what, what we can uh, do for them. So that's one of the biggest problems we're having, is people don't understand online radio. When you open our website... The first thing you'll see, and I'm, I, I should do that for you, but you can go there. The first thing you'll see is it says, click here, and there's a play button. People, go to our, people with master's degrees go to our website and then go, what must I do? Click play. <laughs> okay, how does that work? People would say, I don't know how internet radio works because there are so many buttons you have to press to do it. So we are at the point where we are about to put a pop-up player on our website. So the moment you go to our website, the radio will start playing automatically, which we don't like because we think it's really irritating and people might not like that. But that's the only way that we can show people, this is how you listen. Just click on play and it will play. It's as simple as that. It's easier than your radio. You don't have to fiddle with buttons. You type in gaysradio.co.za, you click play and off you go. So there's a big mindset that needs to change and, and an education process for people to understand that you can listen on the internet. It just doesn't make sense yet. So these are some of our, our major challenges. Of course, there's many. So our beautiful studios, unfortunately, we don't have that. <laughs> this is my daughter. I kicked her out of her bedroom and said, we're taking over. I'll buy you a bed if you give me uh, the bedroom. She lovely moved out, and I still haven't bought her a bed two years later. Um, <laughs> but we have a home studio. We work from a home, uh, in fact, from the place where I stay. So um, as you can see, we are very well rigged there. We have uh, our presenting studio. That's our studio. We have two computers, one which has the playout software, one which does the streaming. We have a second uh, office, which is our dry studio, where we do a lot of pre-records, uh, interviews, and so on. And uh, this is the end up behind the desk. You can kind of see it's very simple. 
nothing fancy about it. It's not even soundproof. Which you can also hear the Hardy does then somewhere. <laughs> our office is the lounge, so um, we uh, will talk about our staff in a moment, but we've just set that up so we can have a few people there. We are getting too small and we're going to have to move quite soon, uh, and we're looking at those things. So we work from home, we work with a very small team, and we do it all the time, 24 hours a day. Yeah. Okay, so our name has been a constant challenge. If you look into your programs right now, it says Hendrik Baird, Station Manager, Gay Radio Essay. That is not our name. It is Gay Essay Radio. But there's been a lot of confusion. So the first started off was we started off as Gay Essay FM, which is already confusing because you're not an FM station, but regardless. We got a phone call from SAFM Management saying, you need to change your name because this sounds like it's a subsidiary of SAFM. So we're like, okay, well, okay, we'll do it, we'll do it. We checked online and we saw that they trademarked the name a day before calling us, but regardless. So we changed our logo over time. You'll see it gets a lot better on the right. The logo is a lot nicer than it is now, but we had a massive challenge with people remembering our name. All the good radio station, gay radio station names are taken. Gaydio is the best name for a gay radio station that exists in the UK. Pride Radio, which is not as exclusionary as our name, which we've had challenges with explain now, is already taken. Other problem is with the exclusion side, gay. That is one segment of the LGBTQ plus population. It's our core focus. But we've had people from within the community call us out saying, I'm not going to listen because that says gay and I'm lesbian and I don't call myself gay. So, but the cost and effort it's going to take to completely rebrand at this point is far beyond our means. So this is where we are. Gay me people understand what gay means. But it is a challenge. So um, uh, we were very much hoping for DAB, and then we could do all these multiplexes, and we can have gay SA radio, and lesbian SA radio, and trans SA radio, and bi SA radio, and that's still in our future, but in a different way that we thought it would happen, and we'll tell you why. So our biggest um, capital, our biggest strength so far have been our people. Um, so we started out uh, almost three years ago with absolutely no money, two computers, and a lot of ideas. And we threw it out and said, well, we're going to do it and start it on a, on a community basis and, and ask for volunteers. So as you can see, our very first employee, who's still our longest serving employee, is at the top there. And that was the day that uh, we made the papers. And this is Detsejo Detsejo, who came with us uh, two days ago. Uh, she uh, was our first volunteer and our longest serving volunteer. And subsequently, we've had about 150 people uh, volunteer on and off over the past two years. So uh, our sexiest one is Wasim, who is a brilliantly beautiful man, um, uh, a Muslim uh, guy as well, which is very interesting for the station. Uh, so we've had a lot of people through and uh, very weird and wonderful characters. None of them, except one or two, have had radio experience. So we've worked with people who've come out fresh, with a passion for the community, for doing something with the community, and these wonderful people have helped us up to the beginning of this year when we, in fact, started employing people. So now we have a staff of 12, uh, of which 11 are full-time, one is part-time, and then one is still not paid. Uh, so we have at least a core staff that we can start doing something with. Um, this, of course, in itself, having staff and all of that, you all know that it's its own kettle of fish and its own problems and all those sort of things, but uh, it's an interesting group of people. Uh, you'll see the racial mix is a bit off still, and there's lots of men in there. This is the starting. We are looking to get to about 35, 40 full-time staff, uh, and then, of course, a lot of uh, freelancers uh, and people around that. 
so we're looking at a, at a small core, uh, core team, a strong core team that will drive most of it and then trying to create as many jobs around that as possible with freelancing uh, and so on. Cool. cool. Yeah, Let's talk about marketing. Uh, you saw our beautiful oh, billboards. Yeah. So, we afford billboards. So there was a talk, I think, yesterday or the day before about how good news sells. Well, if you're at an LGBTQ plus radio station, bad news sells way better than that. We have gotten a lot of free marketing through the use of terrible people. There's the first of them. I raised the button and it goes there. So we had there this we idiot. I don't know if you know who this idiot is. His name is Stephen L. Anderson. He's a huge homophobe. He comes from a church in America in, in uh, uh, Tucson, Arizona or somewhere. And uh, we had one of my listeners said to me, this idiot is coming to South Africa. He's very anti-gay. We should not allow him. Yeah, which is what we did. <laughs> which is exactly what I did. I then um, went to the internet and I started a petition and I got 60,000 uh, signatures on that petition to say that this man should not be allowed into South Africa. I went to see the then Minister of Home Affairs, and uh, we were invited to Parliament, where the Minister of Home Affairs then announced that it would be banned, and his whole group would be banned, and we got a huge amount of publicity out of that. We were in all the newspapers, we were on all the channels, I was everywhere, and that was a major coup for us. So, uh, that very successful campaign. So, and then, of course, there's many of them, because then there's this idiot. <laughs> if you don't know this one, he's Oster called Bogart. Oscar Bogart from Cape Town. He's a massive homophobe. He's an Anderson acolyte. He was going to start a church. And then he had this wonderful article claiming that 99% of pedophiles have a homosexual background. I then phoned the leading uh, pedophile investigator in the world, in Canada, and he said, this is all rubbish, this is something they made up, uh, take the man to task. So I wrote him an open letter, which then circulated throughout the press everywhere, and we've subsequently taken him to the Human Rights Commission, where he's just been found guilty of contempt of court, and we have just uh, let them know that he has already transgressed that. So he's probably going to jail. I'm going to pay a 500,000 rand fine. And the outcome of that is that in South Africa, you cannot use religion as an excuse to discriminate against LGBTQ plus people anymore. We've done that for you. So thank you, Gay Radio. So, <laughs> so we're using a kind of an activism a drive as a publicity marketing thing so that we get credibility within our community and that we are shown to do something that is relevant to the people that we serve. Okay, so listeners is a word that we don't use strictly because listeners is one piece of our pie. But let me quickly just talk to you about how our listenership trends have looked over the last few years. So this is 2016. This is half of the year that this was measured. This is June, uh, July until December. Yeah. This is a full year, and this, this is, is up to July this year. So what you'll see is we have blue is the unique listeners, so the amount of listeners. Red is the session, so how many times they actually listened. Yellow is the... TL, time spent listening, total, total listening, listening hours. hours. So, what's interesting is that our listenership uh, halfway through this year is about similar to halfway through last year, although if you were to look at, I mean, 2017, we're kind of ahead. What's very interesting is that our hours have gone up. That's the thing that's the most important for us. Our listenership is growing slowly but surely, but the amount of time that people are actually listening to us, our audience is listening to us more. So that's showing us that we're doing something right. But this is still a small piece of the pie. We talk about our audience. We don't talk about our listeners. We talk about our users. And we've got ah, no, a slide missing. 
basically we've got many different platforms. We've got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, podcasting, events. What is another one I'm missing? My website. Our website, our blog. All of that contributes to our total audience. We have 25,000 plus followers on Facebook, over 1,000 on all the other platforms. So when we talk to advertisers, we're like, yes, okay, you're going to get your radio ad to our listeners, and now you'll have a radio ad to keep, produce this for you, have it. But this campaign can now live in a million different places, which is exactly what we're doing with our biggest campaign right now, the Steam Room, which goes out once a week, every Wednesday between 7 and 10 p.m., but is also being podcast in 13 different ways, and is also going on YouTube, and is also going to be a blog, and is also going to be a one-minute version, which we're going to try to syndicate into other radio stations to get even more reach. So as much as internet radio listenership is low, and we know this because it's still a new thing and it's also a thing that's difficult for people to wrap their heads around, we are also trying to find ways, okay, instead of crying about low listenership, let's create an audience everywhere. So we have listeners in 200 countries and territories. Half of our listeners are from South Africa, the rest are from the, uh, global. And uh, like Ethan said, it's kind of the same numbers, but they're starting to listen more and listen longer, which is incredibly important. Um, so, for instance, our biggest listeners is a group of people in Littlewoods headquarters in Speak in England. We've traced their IP address. And uh, they have their computers on all the time. If our stream doesn't cut out, they stay with us two, three weeks. They don't switch off which is quite incredible. Now, if you use the Triton digital measurement, those would all be discounted because they only count under 24 hours. If you stream for more than 24 hours, they cut you out. So our stats would look terrible when we go to Triton, and we don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And we understand it's because you don't want people sitting in their offices streaming their own stations, producing fake numbers. But at the same point, we have listeners who are doing this outside of us, so, yeah, yeah. listeners are... Uh, and and it's also, us. like the, the previous speaker said, um, you have a small audience, at least you have those 5,000 people. There are 5,000 people that think that what we do is important to them and, and means something to them because they keep on coming back. So that's one thing. How we grow that is still a massive mystery and, and we have no clue how to do that yet. It's all a major experiment. So... Advertisers. I think I touched on this previously. LGBTQ plus businesses have been a mixed bag. We've had some people, uh, some people spend money with us. Most of them have no money. Or they don't feel the need to advertise in that way. They have their Facebook pages and whatnot. So it's been a, a, you'd think, um, LGBT radio station, all the LGBT businesses rally around me. It's not that simple. Um, However, tourism has been a big thing for us. The Department of Health has been a massive thing for us. They are currently sponsoring, as I said, a three-hour show about man-on-man -man sex, an explicit 18-plus show where we talk real, like <laughs> real about sex, which you cannot hear anywhere else. And that's why they're doing it with us, because they have mandates to reach these audiences. But I digress. Awake Online, they are doing a talk after tea. They are South Africa's first online radio advertising agency. They've done their first campaign with us, started this week in fact. So that's really heartening because trying to get into agencies as a LGBT business or as just a online, online, radio. online radio station, they say no, the, your, your numbers are not what we want. So advertising is slowly but surely creeping, but we have to find creative ways around it and not rely on the things we thought we could rely on. Uh, indeed. So, so we've been very creative with our, with our uh, advertising. 
Um, and of course, our content is uh, our, um, what do you call it, our, our philosophy is to say LGBTQ plus first. That is what we will always do first. If there's other major news, we'll probably cover it, but 702 will do it much better than we can. So we concentrate on what we know best and what we can do best. And any story we do, the first question is always, what is the LGBTQ plus angle? Is there something? We're talking tourism? Cool. How do lesbian women fit into that or somehow? So it's always from that angle. I'm, I'm losing my earpiece. Ah. Um, and then our music as well. We play top 40 um, and we're working really hard on our playlist. And if anybody knows of a music person who can come help us fix our playlist, we are desperate for somebody like that. Um, but we also want to promote LGBTQ plus music and artists. It's an emerging form. Um, there are several major artists Nakanature, like Nakanature, of course. Uh, RuPaul. There's many. There are many people that we are actively uh, finding, looking for, uh, and putting uh, new music on our playlist, and also bringing that to attention to our listeners and go, this kind of person, Anoni, for instance, yeah. who did that beautiful song, Drone Bomb Me, about her country being... It's a beautiful song by a trans artist and hauntingly beautiful. It's not something you would hear on any other radio station as far as I know. Um, so we are really trying to push that. We're pushing LGBTQ plus businesses, organizations, prides, all those things within our community um, is where uh, we want to uh, situate ourselves. So because radio, terrestrial, traditional radio, is a closed-off club run by gigantic corporations with way too much money, we have now, we are understand more and more that we have to be trailblazers in this wild west that is online and digital content. So it's all one giant experiment for us. The last two years have just been us trying things. We've had like 20 different versions of our rate card. We've changed our programming structure about three or four times. We changed our entire staffing model over the last year. But as a small business, we can do this. Kakisho can't just go, let's change the entire staffing model of the entire Kakisho media corporation. It's not that simple. So we kind of view ourselves and some of the other online radio stations as well as the people who are out for, uh, the, the foot trackers who are going out and staking the ground first and trying to figure things out so that when everybody else figures out what the hell we're doing, we already know something and can teach them as well. So that also means that, that, that we're not really radio. We're radio-like. We, we sound a bit like radio, but that's one aspect of what we do. We do many other things. So we see ourselves more as a digital platform, a marketing platform, um, with the um, the, the, the live audio stream as our kind of unique selling point and kind of branding what we do. So we're saying that all of our content goes onto that first, it goes on our live stream, and then we disseminate it wherever and however and in how many different forms that we can. Uh, so we're trying to be really creative, and of course uh, with our capacity problems, we are uh, really concentrating on our daytime at the moment. Uh, the big problem is to have it consistently when you have a small staff and two people are sick, half your office is gone. Um, so this is kind of our, our um, lineup at the yeah. moment, and Ethan will talk you through Quickly running through. So this is 9 a.m. till about 7 p.m. at night, and then there's some weekend and evening shows. So Workday Jive is a show about LGBTQ plus businesses, economics, um, financial kind of show, but a bit more light and very music focused as well. The idea is you're sitting in your office streaming us, here's some stuff that you might want to know about the, about the workplace, and here's also some good music to keep you going. Rainbow Talk is our most demanding show, three-hour magazine show, which is 
like every topic under the sun that has an LGBTQ plus focus. So there's a tech feature, there is, oh my gosh, there's so much. There's a travel feature, there is a food feature. There's, so it's like every nine to 10 minutes, there's a different feature, ideally. So that is the uh, prime time slot, basically, because also our highest listenership is in the daytime. We have the exact, we didn't show our day pods, but it's the complete opposite of terrestrial radio. Afternoon, evenings are our highest. Um, cocktail, uh, oh, the gay agenda, um, it's just one of my favorite show names on the station, but anyway, it's about LGBTQ plus news and actuality. It's semi-talk radio to a degree, and it's specifically about what is happening in LGBTQ plus news. Um, cocktail hour is six to seven every evening. Um, it's cocktail music, all the old sing-along drag queen hits, really. Um, and then we have Eggs and Sausage Show, our breakfast show once a week on a Friday morning. Chris Jordan does that. Um, our only other person in the station who had radio experience before joining us. Um, the Steam Room, this is the show the Department of Health sponsors. You can find all the podcasts, please go listen, on our website. Um, it's about man-on-man -man sex and all its forms. We're doing an episode. The episode five is coming up soon about chemsex, the world of drugs and sex, and very, very raw and explicit content, but responsible at the same time. Top Technically, for top 30 is on Saturdays between 12 and 3 p.m. It is a top 30 show. And then we have Sunday Stoop, which is African jazz. Um, the idea is to move it towards a LGBT in Africa kind of show. What is it like to be gay in Uganda? What is it like to be gay in Kenya? So that's a quick overview of our lineup. We had many more shows last year, way more shows, but now we're kind of focusing in so that we can make this as good as possible. So the idea is that if we fix daytime, then we can start putting things into evening. Uh, podcasting is certainly, we want to podcast a lot in the evenings. We think people would listen to that. Um, and it's something we're going to trial over the next uh, few weeks and, and months and see how we can uh, improve that. Of course, we play music whenever we're not on live from the studio. Um, and, and we, we do also news. do... Uh, we also have a news bulletin. We have three different bulletins, five stories a day, uh, running from 7 o'clock till 6 in the evening. Um, that in itself this week has been a major challenge. We've, we've been four people here every day, so our news team has not been there. And uh, wonderful creative stuff has been happening uh, on that side. So um, it's, it's a wonderful learning experience. Yeah. So, so let's quickly, yeah. we've got five minutes left. Yeah. Um, so what's next for us? Research. That is uh, what Big I'm doing money. at the moment. I'm doing a master's degree in journalism and media here at WITS. And my research is how does internet radio use the internet? What, how do they use it to broadcast? How do they use it to communicate, uh, two-way communication with the audience? So that process is ongoing and uh, uh, it should be finished uh, early next year. And we hope to present those results uh, next year. So research and finding out what it is that we do, how we should be doing it, what are the old ways of doing it, what can we steal from Springbok Radio and the old things, and how can we reinvent these things and take them and make them new for a new audience. Uh, these are all the, the kind of experiments that we're running at the so, moment. USG is uh, it's a very exciting acronym for us. User-generated content, crowdsourcing content. So specifically at the LGBTQ plus radio station, we constantly get people saying, can I do something for you? I have a vested interest in this. Can I, do, can I record something in the field? I'm going to Pride. Let me record for you. So we want people and our audience to create content for us and potentially reward them for this in some way. Um, so that is a big... Uh, Way, that's a way we want to generate content, give people the tools to create the content that we can then play out on air. We have very many ideas around this, and this is where we're moving towards. Because, as you know, to, listen, to get someone to listen on radio, the easiest way to say this, you're going to be on radio in two hours, they will listen. 
So it's two-way street, get listeners and get content by getting the listeners to do it for us. So idea is also to use our live stream as a kind of a social media feed. People are on Facebook and on these things because they post their own pictures and their friends and they share it. And so we want to create that kind of thing on our live stream that it becomes an interactive thing where our audience becomes participator, uh, becomes um, contributors, um, and uh, helps us to create those content and then it gives them much more incentive for them and their friends to also listen or get the podcast or whatever form we uh, get the content to them in the end. So the next two are very obvious. We're running out of space. We need more offices. We're running out of capacity. We need more staff. That's definitely a major challenge for us right now. And then I'm just zipping through it because I have three and a half minutes left. Um, sustainable income. Obviously, we have income now because we can obviously afford to employ people and really low salaries, but we need to be able to have guarantee that for the next few years there is going to be a steady stream of that income. So that's a big thing for us. Uh, Multi-platform is all we've been talking about today, but we want to get our content in as many places as possible so that we're not relying on people to stream us, but they can find it anywhere where they are. And then... Uh, before we get to that. So um, we, our philosophy is also people in South Africa don't have the money to stream. They say, according to research, there's about 800,000 out and proud LGBTQ plus people in this country. If you say 40% of South Africans are connected to the internet, that gives us about 350,000 people we could possibly reach who might listen to us in this country. So it's a small audience, and 5,000 of them is, is really not a large impact yet. So there's a lot of work that we need to do there. Um, but we are also going... Yes, in South Africa, we are the shining light, we're the beacon, the world didn't end because it became legal, we can get married, all of that. Let's shine that into Africa, let's shine that example into the rest of the world, especially in those countries where there are huge problems. Uganda, uh, Tanzania, uh, Nigeria, uh, Chechnya, uh, China, there are many people uh, that we see listening. And we are starting to get the messages back. We had an, um, somebody from India going the other day, Gays Radio, where you are family. I've been kicked out of my house. I have nowhere to stay. I found your radio station. I feel at home here. It's the first time that I feel I belong somewhere. And that one person has made it worthwhile for us because we are reaching somebody who needs this. So obviously it's going to grow. We hope that we can make this sustainable. And then we learned a beautiful lesson from the new COO from SABC. SABC. You need lots of acronyms with beautiful things. What was his one? Uh, Sparkle. Sparkle. Or... So we thought, you also have an acronym. We'll call it Glitter. I don't know what so it stands can for. somebody please help us define it because we have no idea how to define it. Gay, lesbian, something, something. Revolution. <laughs> Terribly, incredibly rare. I don't know. We'll still figure that out. So <laughs> we, we really don't care about those things. We really are passionate about what we're doing. We are trying to be as creative as we possibly can be, um, coming up with weird and wonderful ideas. Some of them work. Some of them we just don't have the capacity for. Some of them are starting to show results. So it's all an experiment, it's all new, it's all wild, it's all outside of wherever everybody else is doing, and if it's going to work, we'll see. It's working so far. What I can say, in conclusion, is that we're making magic out of nothing. Every day we get to that office and we have almost no resources whatsoever. And yet, every day, we pull fucking rainbows out of our asses. So that's the magic of Gaius Radio. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I tend to be very generous with time. Sometimes I'm strict, sometimes I'm not. I guess there's inconsistency there. Are there two quick questions? 
Gupta. Thank you. I see you guys have um, music on your station. So I've, uh, basically two questions from my side. Um, I'm Johan from the SABC. Uh, first of all, um, with music, uh, how do you get around IP um, um, rights? Because first of all, you need to pay royalties. Uh, so that's my first question. And um, how do you measure your, your traffic and your audiences? So, and, uh, sorry, three questions. And third uh, question, uh, sorry, I stepped in late. Um, your studio uh, equipment that, that you use, um, if you can maybe just briefly take me through that. Cool. So it's the IP rights and... Um, okay. Yeah. So music rights, uh, as online radio, we're only obliged to pay for digital rights, which Capasso does. So we are, have a Capasso license, we're fine, we have no issue with that. Um, the second question was? Uh, there was the one about well, the studio equipment and the stats. Oh, stats. Um, so we work with the social media company who does all our social media work. So we get uh, an, obviously a report from them every month about reach and whatever we do on social media. For our live streaming, we use Sentova, uh, which is uh, linked to NetDynamics, uh, who is our streaming provider. So we get live stats every day. We can see how many people are listening uh, within 48 hours. You can see the whole thing. Um, so that's all online and we can see that live as we go along. I can show you. And then the studio. So, so studio equipment was basically, yeah, so? basically donated by our shareholder um, CEO for the most part using a DJ mixer. And we've got some uh, XLR, cheapy XLR mics running into that. Which then, so we've got one computer which has our playout software on it. Uh, all of that goes into the mixer. All of the mics go into the mixer, and all of that goes into a sound card, which is in a separate computer, which has our encoder, which streams everything. So that's all changing because we, we, we're changing our playout software in the next month, and it'll all go into one machine, so it'll be easier, and we'll free up a machine for other things. Hi, good morning. Um, Siander from Umtlobwenele. Sorry, I came in late. Um, simple question. How far is your, your reach in terms of the South African con uh, context? Um, I'm asking this because we, at Unklobwenene, we are, we are inundated with requests from um, the LGBT society in terms of um, wanting a platform uh, because we, we introduced a system to say nothing about the society without them. Um, and they have been very receptive of that approach. Um, now, I just want to understand your reach and how open are you, as much as you are online, how open are you to an, an African language station in terms of creating content that speaks directly to um, Isikosa LGBT society specifically? Because there are a wide variety of issues um, from the top of my head, one of them is um, traditional circumcision, um, how they are treated um, when they go through that rite of passage because they are from that society. So there are a variety of issues that are affecting the society specific to the Eastern Cape. So I just want to understand your, 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 your reach. Sure. Okay, so internet, obviously we can only reach people who are connected to the internet. We have, you can reach us on here, you can reach us on our app, on a phone, 
um, but you have to be connected to the internet to do that. So this is, of course, vastly limiting for most South Africans who are not connected to the internet and having a cock internet at the same time. So we are trying to find ways to get our content to those communities and also to get content from those communities. So listening sessions and those sort of things, uh, open mic days that we've started doing, these are really important and you'll see much more of them happening at least in Gauteng for now within our reach and then as time when we have some money we can go out and do that. Our second thing is our language policy is English because we are an international station so when we do VNAC it might alienate uh, a huge part of our audience so we're careful of that and we haven't made a final decision and we might change that. Also because we've got so many hours and we niche what we try and do is to niche within the niche. So, steam room on a Wednesday is for men who have sex with men. It's a very specific niche. Let's do that. On a Thursday, we have lesbianist. It's all the lesbian and bisexual women issues. Let's deal with that. So, there is space within our many, many hours of that content. But as Ethan said, we are working very hard on new models to get that content from those people without us having to do too much. Okay, cool. Sorry. I'm going to have to interject there. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for being the vanguards, really, of uh, the gay uh, LGBTQI community plus, as well as online radio. Thank you so much.